G'day folks, it's the coach here and I hope you're doing well. I'm excited to talk all things spicy. No, I mean cosplay. I'm here with Alfield Windrunner who is a amazing cosplayer, specifically in Age of Sigma. And not only have I followed Alfield for a while now, but I struggle to find Age of Sigma cosplay. And I, I want to know kind of a bit more about what got you into it and you know, some of the things that might get people, I think there's a lot of people who are interested in doing cosplay, but I think a lot of people don't know where to start. So I'm going to pick your brains to understand your journey, how you do it, and what do I need to know to start cosplaying? Because I do have some pantaloons here. I'm halfway there. I've got my Gal Moraz. I've got Gal Moraz here. That is cool. I am jealous of that. I do want that. I've like, got, got my baby ones. Though. My baby Sigma hammers behind me. I just oh oh that's cool. I need mini ones. I need a bigger one. For anyone who doesn't know who you are, maybe we'll do a quick introduction. Like, um, who are you, and what got you into cosplay? All right, I'm uh, Alfield Windrunner. I've got quite a reasonably big following on Instagram mostly. Um, I've come to the Twitter side recently. Um, I don't have a YouTube yet. Maybe I will do stuff there, but I'm on Twitch sometimes. Uh, yeah, I'm a cosplayer mostly. I cosplay. Age of Sigma, Warhammer, things. Uh, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> what got me into cosplay was that. <laughs> yeah, like what got you into cosplay? Because maybe I'll kind of set the scene. I see a lot of 40K cosplay. I see a lot of people dressing up as Sisters of Battle, Space Marines, Imperial Guard. I see a lot of people dressing up in Tau and all these, all these really cool 40K concepts. And there's a lot of anime kind of, you know, um, Gundam and, and that type of thing. But it's super rare to see Age of Sigma cosplay. And it's not that I don't think we have this passionate community. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I wonder if this is just like this untapped part of the hobby that mm -hmm. might explode. Yeah, well, I started, when I started cosplaying, I wasn't cosplaying Warhammer or Age of Sigma. I think I first started doing like anime cosplays after going to some cons with my younger brother when I was smaller. And I remember being like, oh, I love all these cosplayers. You see some like amazing cosplayers and like big groups of people getting together and uh, cosplaying one sort of theme. I think I saw a lot of Warcraft cosplayers. So I started doing some like Warcraft cosplays because at the time I played a lot of World of Warcraft. So I was doing that. I did like Jaina and like a Blood Elf. And um, then I got into Warhammer through my friends and um, we used the minis for playing Dungeons and Dragons, uh, <laughs> as you do, because we need actual It figures. seems common. It seems common. Yeah. Games Workshop do awesome minis <laughs> and people seem to be doing need that. all the elves, obviously. <laughs> and then I uh, decided to... I think we you know we started playing like Silver Tower and got more into Warhammer Age of Sigma and then the Stormcast came out <laughs> and I, was, I thought I had to make one a glorious golden girl uh cosplay to wear to um Warhammer Fest so I did <laughs> I think that was the first picture I saw of you in Age of Sigma cosplay and I'm like okay it was between that and the dark elf stuff. I think I saw your shield. Um, I oh, might yeah. just kind of do like, I'll bring up one photo as like a sneak peek of what we're talking about and put a bit of clout and a little bit of like, you know, this is, this person clearly knows what they're doing because 
this is 10 out of 10. Is this the Warhammerfest photo? Uh, the one on the bottom right, I'm at Warhammerfest. Uh, the other ones is just at a park down that has a little ruin down by my house. <laughs> I do that all the time. I dress up and go out as like, you know, holding my Galmoraz to the to the park when I walk the dog. I don't know. Um, that's really like, cool. What are you doing? <laughs> Asking about it. I'm like, yes, Warhammer. Haven't you heard of it? Go and buy some things. <laughs> so like, what got you interested into cosplay in general? Because like, you know, I have a closet full of clothes that you buy at the mall. Uh, I can't say that I can go and buy, you know, Stormcast Thunderstrike armor at the, the local department store. <laughs> So what got you actually interested in building it and um, and then eventually wearing it in public? Um, yeah, like I said earlier, I went to a bunch of cons like MCM London Comic Con with my younger brother and just seeing all the cosplayers there and talking to them about, oh, how have you made this? How have you even done this? How is this possible? And how do I do this? Uh, and then when I had my first attempt at um, uh, making my own costume, it was really rubbish, like looking back on it, but I had so much fun kind of experimenting with some things and making it and trying to sew <laughs> and I think I did I think it was sort of a sort of online which is like an anime um costume and I went and having people taking pictures of you and being like oh how did you make this to me and I was like oh people recognize who I've actually dressed as even though it's really rubbish but I had a lot of fun at the con and um just making it was really fun even though it took forever and cost a lot of money <laughs> Uh, I've always been quite crafty, so it was just one more thing to do. And then I got really into it. And then armor, I made armor and that was it for me. I was like, every now costume will be armor. <laughs> I um, I see a lot of people dressing up or maybe they're putting their toes in the water. I'll bring up a photo here um, of my good friend, Chuck Moore, Strength Hammer, who um, famously kind of blew, blew the internet up in, I think it was like 2018, where uh, and I do have Chuck's permission. I did ask Chuck if he would be okay with me sharing these photos, but he'd actually flew over from America to uh, England to play at a narrative event. And I probably would share that my experience cosplaying or doing some type of cosplay, whether it's a hat, wearing the pantaloons, you know, bringing some type of thing to the to the tournament. Um, I, I do that, you know, I, I've done that sometimes where I've dressed up like a necromancer. Uh, I've worn, I said, like, you know, I wore pantaloons and, you know, some type of free guild stuff. But um, here's another one where, yeah, Chuck Moore had dressed up at a tournament. And I think for us as an Age of Sigma kind of tournament community, the people who were watching this, I think there's a cool opportunity for us to kind of dress up a little bit and have some fun, you know, whether it is at a tournament, whether it's at the a bit a bit more casual or even going to get into the theme of narrative there's a lot of people now picking up um the path to glory system i'm actually going to do a show next week about path to glory which is all about step storytelling and i think rolling dice and killing your opponent and scoring those battle tactics are just one element of you know the story and what we what we you know dress up as your favorite character as and you play have done. soulbound dressed as your character from soulbound I yeah I dig it and I think that immersion uh you know makes you really enjoy the games and when you dress up and you go to a tournament and you know what you're not winning as, as much as you thought or you know you you're still gonna have a great time because you're dressed up people are acknowledging they're saying you're cool um love the costume how did you do that you know it, it creates a really cool energy yeah that's no I mean, now I want to dress up as my character from Soulbound and just sit there <laughs> it's like would, tavern what? tavern style role play and you know 
and if you want to dress up as a fury of slanish as long as um as long <laughs> as it's a an, an ma 15 plus event or you're allowed to do however you want to dress up i'm not here to well, shame Ned anybody princess did it with the crab claw that was good what was that uh nerd princess did a heathen life slanish but uh 40k style with the crab claw Oh, I, I follow <laughs> Nerd Princess. I didn't actually see that. That was um, that would have been cool. That's cool. That's cool. Like, there's a lot of cool things you can have fun with. Um, I, I would love to see more cosplay, even if it's just like people putting their toes in the water, painting yeah, themselves definitely. green if they're they're playing orcs or, you know, looking a bit necromantic if they were playing undead. Like, whatever. <laughs> Do you have any like cosplay stories? Any fun things that you like? that's happened while wearing cosplay um mostly from doing because i've done a few like cosplay photo shoot type things uh when i was doing my sort of dark elf marathi-esque type thing um <laughs> my like bra because the bra is like anti-gravity <laughs> and it's I've not attached to anything yeah, yeah, yeah. i'll keep, keep keep tell me the story and then i'll yeah. bring up the, right. the I just, it was sort of taped on uh because i'm really bad at fastenings and I had my boots on and then the costume and the shoulders which were just taped onto my shoulders because otherwise you'd be able to see the ties and I was like oh it'd be really great if I could get up in this tree for a picture so I was like perched in this tree in a, in a random forest uh, trying to get some good pictures and then I just like fall out of the tree because my shoes are ridiculous and landed stinging nettles and it's just just the worst and all it's all it's all bad it all went bad from there I got okay, an okay amount of pictures from that <laughs> And you're trying to keep yourself in because you know, especially <laughs> some of the older. Here's uh, here's a picture of you in Marathi on the left. Yeah. And that's is it Valkyrie? Valkyrie. Yeah. Yeah. On the right, I, that 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 shield is just incredible. Like when I'm looking uh, at this, like you you made this stuff, right? Yeah, I did that costume, the Valkyrie one. I did in a week. That was a beast. Real like like full time like how how long in a week like are we talking like an hour a day or are we talking uh, well I wear I do my costumes from about eight until I go to bed every night so I don't have any time to do it in the day because I'm working so yeah <laughs> that's that's extraordinary and you've obviously got Marathi as well that's more of the the classical art of Marathi not the Mar Marathi we would know in Age of Sigma but still Marathi nonetheless hmm. yeah those ones are a bit rubbish but. That was before I decided to 3D print horns. <laughs> but that, but that's the thing, like, you you try, and I think that's probably one thing to consider is if you were going to get into, uh, this might be a nice segue into talking about how you got to build the um, the costumes, but when you first start, whether it's miniature painting, whether it's cosplay, whatever hobby or whatever interest, you know, we're not always brilliant in in developing the idea, right? Yeah. Definitely. But you learn, you get feedback, you watch more tutorials, you find people like yourself and ask for help, or how did you do that? There are so many grow. really good tutorials online at the moment as well. Uh, I use a lot of stuff from like Kamawai Cosplay and uh, Kim Patsu Cosplay. I've got loads of stuff and like basic patterns as well. They just have foam patterns that you can uh, download. And then if it's not quite what you are after, it's the basic shape and then you can change it to make it fit. Uh, like my luminous. Uh, breastplate that I did was a Kimpatsu peach cosplay, I think, that she did, like an armoured peach, and then I just sort of changed it and added details onto it to make it work and put my own shoulders and gorge and thing on. So, yeah. I might actually, you can I might definitely borrow, borrow and stuff from other people. Don't have and to do everything your, from complete scratch. 
here's your lumineth with uh and i got an awesome picture with your partner as well which i absolutely love you've gone out and made you know an absolute beast of a weapon as well you like this is just incredible like if someone rocked up at a tournament or a, a um a convention and was dressed up looking like a lumineth uh, one, I'd have to tell them they're a jerk because they're a lumineth. But then I would be in <laughs> awe and I would go, you know, like I have so many questions. I'd I'd respectfully ask for a photo. Um, like that's just awesome. And I'd love to see more of this type of thing. This is how long did this take you to make? Um, that one, I did leave myself a good like six months to make it, but I've I've kind of got I've got ADHD, so I'm like, oh, I'll get really into doing it. I'm gonna plan it. And I spend loads of time planning out what I'm gonna do, and then in the last month, I'm like, shit, I haven't actually done it. So I best start. <laughs> and I can Lots see you've drawn. Much making. <laughs> and I can see you've drawn a lot of inspiration from the model itself. So you've obviously tapped into some of the other templates available. And then you've kind of like modified it. You've made yeah. it Lumineth as opposed to Armored Peach, I think you said it was. Yeah, yeah, the breastplate was Armor Peach. Yeah. So if I, if I wanted to get into into it um if i wanted to get into cosplay or if i'm sitting here listening to this going i've got an idea in mind i want to dress up like my favorite soulbound character i want to dress up like nagash i want to do whatever it might nagash be should be a hard one but a fun one <laughs> well, imagine that like you'd, how would you how would you do like the levitating books and like i guess you <laughs> hovercraft uh, or something wires. i think I, I did like a psyker inspired cosplay like a 40k one where i had oh i've got my snow skull here but i had like this dude attached to an, an invisible string, which I don't have. Like a, like no, fishing no, no. wire, because yeah, fishing so wire was, is really so clear. it was floating, and then you couldn't see it in the pictures. That's sick. Maybe you could do the so book that way. So where do you start? I think that's probably the key. Like, <laughs> like I would be overwhelmed if I saw an image or I drew something, and I'm like, where on earth do I start? <laughs> well, honestly, the most difficult bit is deciding on what you're going to make, or for me anyway, because I have – there's about – thousand characters like all of the characters from Age of Sigma I want to be <laughs> so decide on which one I want to be and then actually sticking to it and doing it is because at the moment I've sort of started many and haven't continued much uh so yeah number one decide on what you want to do <laughs> and then collect like resources of um images I've got like a files on my computer where I'm like just whacking artwork that I see uh, inspiration for like the Lumineth, I've got a Lumineth file, so it's got lots of Lumineth artworks and pictures of the minis, like the 360, and then decide what parts of the costume you're actually going to make. Like the helmet, I was like, no, I'm not doing that because that wouldn't actually stay on my head. I don't, I think with Warhammer, especially, a lot of the things wouldn't work functionally. Like the Marathi, maybe if I made an actual Marathi headpiece like that or a Malekith headpiece, it wouldn't stay on my head. So change it slightly Why? so that it works. <laughs> Why wouldn't it stay? Is it because of the huge. material that you use? It's just or? massive. Yeah. I don't know. You, I, I think 3D printing something like that would be good, but that'd be so heavy. You could do it out of foam. But yeah. Oh, there is a thing called Pepcura, which is um, it's paperwork. Uh, people that make things out of paper and then you can change it somehow to be the thickness of foam so then you can make it out of foam but I don't know how to do that but that's something I want to learn <laughs> I'm being told that I would be a good Duarden um do you're saying that I'm <laughs> <laughs> you got a beard I guess 
what one photo that I did, I think um I think it was Age of Sigma's fifth anniversary. I had plaited my beard a little bit like Sigma. Unfortunately, my beard, because what you learn very quickly is while people think uh, I trim my beard a lot, um, just to kind of keep it clean because I work in banking and you know, having a, a big beard down here is a bit a bit of a, a bush. This is already pushing it as it is. <laughs> But when you start plaiting your beard, it shrinks dramatically. So I was trying to grow like a Sigma and have like these really long like Viking plaits like Sigma yeah. has, but it just didn't work. Maybe maybe the Duarte and I have done, I got a really cool picture from a con a few years ago where one of the one of the participants um, had a Chaos Dwarf hat and it's massive, like it's so big. And I got this picture of like they, this massive pointy. The Chaos Dwarfs had the ones that had like, they come out the front with it's really pointy it's very um i think it's i think it's like very mongoli or russian i can't think of exactly what the how i would describe it but it kind of really points up and it's got like these six horns that kind of come up as it kind of tears up i might be thinking of the newer ones that have like horse heads on or something some weird weird hats in the age of sigma but like those pantaloons that i got from i bought them from etsy just for a bit of lols and um it was kind of cool and you know like they definitely look a bit, bit Bretonian, don't they <laughs> these were like inspired by the empire which is still your um your free guild guard and you've got like yeah. the big uh, when i wear them like they're all puffy with like the little cod piece thing and i've got like the um i, I don't know i don't know I, i'm not even going to try to try to explain what what it is but back to you because um <laughs> i like all that stuff because it looks quite historical as well you could probably wear it to a ren fair or something I'm being told well. that I should get some wig wefts uh, and then plait them well, into your beard. beard maybe, yeah, that's a good maybe idea. Maybe ex- like extensions. Like You'd you have to match the, the colour, though, unless you were going to spray it. I guess you could spray it super ginger and then you could be, like, mad dwarf. Off fake hair in my beard. Um, I'm just, it's just bizarre. <laughs> you, you touched a little bit into the material. Yeah. Because um, I'm a 3D printer, right? And I'll mm-hmm. show you, like, here's, like, for example, like, I've got a sword of Nagash. Um, I need to That's paint really it. Cool. Don't judge me. Like, I've been going out and um, doing a lot of 3D printing and trying to find Age of Sigma weapons and helmets and, you know, a lot of cool items. Not that I have, you know, I'm going out dressing up like Nagash, but, um, you know, a lot of bit of fun. And, you know, I, I kind of got I kind of got inspired when I went to Adepticon, which is a convention, and people were taking photos, you know, wielding a hammer behind a backdrop with the green screen. And I think I'd like to get to a point where my conventions, because Games Workshop doesn't come to Australia and do events, have little things like that, a bit of fun. But um, what are the materials that you use? Um, you kind of touched on a little bit foam. And yeah. You touch, obviously touched with 3D printing. Yeah, I 3D print most of my um, props just because making props out of foam sucks. Uh, no, I, I think it's easier. Or, or, honestly, also, also, I leave a lot of stuff to the last minute because of my ADHD brain, which doesn't let me plan stuff properly or over plan stuff, I don't know. Um, and then I'm like, oh, I don't have time to do a prop, so I guess I have to 3D print it. But they always look so much better being 3D printed. Um, my, I can't actually model though, so I haven't modeled them myself. I normally commission someone to model them for me and then I print them. Like my Sigma's hammers, which I showed earlier. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that's I've cool. Got, oh, uh, my dark elf. Whoa. I think so, I need a pegboard for my. Oh wow. Yeah. 
Look at all us without got... cosplay weapons. All right, well, Some other stuff. well, I, well, I have yeah. a goblin. I have a goblin sickle. So. Oh, that's very shiny. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, 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 it's only primed at the moment with um, uh, just a gloss primer, unfortunately. But um, so you, like you can three D print, and there's a lot of cool three D printers. You know, not you don't have to get commission. Um, I know when I look at Etsy and Thingiverse and uh, like like a lot of the different three uh, D printer areas. Yeah, that's quite a lot of stuff on there. Yeah, there's more 40K and you're kind of trawling mm -hmm. through. And sometimes you've got to search for Warhammer Fantasy to find the item. But there's a lot of stuff. that um, you mentioned foam as well. And I do want to get to Jack's yes. question as well. Oh, Jack, I will get to your question about where <laughs> do you cosplay. But tell me more about the foam stuff. Um, foam, I, well, when I first started doing cosplay, I did a lot of sort of watching tutorials. And everyone used Warbler, which is sort of like a thermo... Is it a thermoplastic? I don't know what it is. It's a thermo something. You heat it and then you put foam in between it and then it sticks to itself. So it's really easy to move it when it's hot and then it sort of keeps its shape. So it's really nice to use for cosplay, but it costs so much money. And if you're going to make a whole armor set, it's, it's just going to cost you so much, which is why I'm converted to making all of my cosplays now from foam because it's cheaper and then you could just do it faster, I guess, make more cosplays um where although it, it i guess warbler would last longer because it's got, like it's harder i don't have anything i can show you that's made of that's warbler, all right no that's maybe. fine people people can go use google food i yeah. think um like where do you where do you buy it all like is it like your local craft store or am uh, i no. buying gym mats and cutting up gym mats you can do you can do that you can buy yoga mats um but i but then that's on one side the yoga mats have got like a bobbly surface so I buy from like a cosplay shop uh, called like Polyprops. I buy from Polyprops. Uh, there's I used to buy from cosplay shop, but they now don't ship to the UK. So um, yeah, Polyprops. <laughs> That's right. It's probably a lot of people from America and Australia knowing oh, yeah. that they can't go find your <laughs> local you cosplay search, store. Yeah, if you search cosplay shops like online, there will be online places that ship to you most definitely there's a whole bunch of them uh, everywhere yeah and then you get different densities of foam so the higher density what foam is like harder or stiffer and better for doing like big things like shields um and then i think normally i use like 10 millimeter foam uh i will get you something to show you oh here we, oh, here we go here we go unscripted oh, no, right live. Next to me. There, oh, there we go even better uh, it's this... right there <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is uh, not 10 millimeter. Actually, this is the thing. I think this is. Oh, this is 10 millimeters because it's two bits stuck together. But yeah, that's ends up being that's 10 millimeter foam. Yeah, that's the shoulder plates, right? My lumina. Yes. So that, and then I put like puff paint on that bit. I don't know if you can see. So it's got some like swirly patterns my, going on. Hold and on. And this. Yep. Go on. I'm gonna yeah, see and if this I can gem is in. 3D printed. There. So yeah, swirly patterns on that bit. Uh, that's glass, that, and that's 3D printed. And that's just a thing. <laughs> a little tassel. I love that's it. Thing. Jack asked a really good question that I would love to explore. And he said, where does one cosplay at? And I think this will be a difference in culture because you're based in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, 
Jack's based in America, and America has a lot of conventions. Yeah, I can't big believe conventions. it's like literally every second day there's a convention for something. While I'm lucky to have one a year, mm-hmm. um, and in the UK, at least in the Age of Sigma community, because in America you've got um, a lot of tournaments that are tapped onto conventions. So you go to a convention like a Depticon or Gen Con or like you know insert name here, and they'll have you know traders they'll have like workshops they'll have tournaments you know it's a real immersive experience that i found in america while in australia you don't really have that and any of our cons that has a gaming system attached like age sigma you're very much in and out you're there for your two days you play your games you get out you just happen to be at a con and i don't know i haven't seen a lot of cons in the uk maybe maybe i'm just completely missing them but where would you cosplay um i have some thoughts um, I cosplay mostly at, uh, I go to MCM Comic Con, which is like a London Comic Con. Uh, yeah, I've been there. I went to Warhammer Fest because Warhammer Fest is in the UK. But I've only been one to one of those before. It wasn't on last year, obviously, and it wasn't on this year. So I've been to one Warhammer Fest. And that was lovely. That was literally the best place I've cosplayed Warhammer, obviously, because everyone knew uh, that I was Warhammer cosplaying and I recognized the characters and I got to meet loads of other people who are cosplaying Warhammer 2 and there was one other person that cosplaying Age of Sigma. There was a Nighthawk cosplayer. That's cool because the other part of Jack's question is, you know, if you went to, you know, like we've got um, generic like, you know, nerd conventions, I think it's like, I I can't think of what the names are, Um, Comic-Con and those types of things. But when you go there, you've got you've got manga and you've got all these other cultures and, you know, AU Sigma is such a, a subset. Warhammer is a subset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you go and, you know, are people going to confuse you as a World of Warcraft person or, yeah, I get that. you know, if you're oh. walking around the con and like, you happen to see another AU <laughs> Sigma, like you, you know, you look at each other yeah. in the eye and you're know, like, the, exactly. you're like Warhammer the people, take a picture with me. <laughs> I've made loads of friends that way though, but they're mostly 40k cosplayers, but got some big space marine friends now. <laughs> It's on like that little, it's that little secret club, right? I think our secret club is are being opened up a little bit now, thanks to Graham Norton and um, and Henry. Oh, yeah, Henry. I haven't seen this. I heard of it though. <laughs> Basically now, Taking like all the cool kids, now. all the cool kids are now starting to like go. Yeah, I play Warhammer. Um, is there any particular characters you love to like, like design and create and dress up, or anything that might help people to get started? Any that I want to, or like what yeah. I want to do next. Uh, yeah, I've got a big list of stuff I want to make. Um, I really, well, I'm doing Sigvald at the moment, but not like proper Sigvald. I'm going to do like a Christmas Sigvald. So Sigvald shield, basically. And then I'm going to wear a Christmas hat and a wig and be sad because he would be sad wearing a Christmas hat. <laughs> no, I dig uh, it. No. Yeah, I want to redo my Stormcast, uh, do a new black talent again but closer now that the um, artwork for the series has come out i want to do more closer to that have you been inspired by any by any of the stories yet on like warhammer plus or i haven't watched i haven't watched anything on warhammer plus but um i keep i'm getting really into reading a lot of the black library age of sigma um books so i was gonna do when i got the luminous models i wanted to do the oralan warden with the big spear and the shield and then i read the realm lords novel and i was like no i've changed my mind right we're doing this we're gonna be stone guard now because the characters are so good but i that's bad for me though because i have adhd i'm like 
splitting between all these different obsessions and and I'm reading the books I'm like right I love this character I'm gonna be this character now and then I'm reading another book I'm like no change my mind I'm gonna be this character so I'm making like eight different cosplays at once because I so how do you stick to it how do you I don't (laughs) badly (laughs) you're in a pile of like unfinished different costumes of like 50 different characters it's mostly just pictures of things that I'm like I'll do this and then I don't and then I get distracted and do another thing i think neil <laughs> wants to dress up as a lariel um i would love yeah. to see your impression neil like do, do that it, i think do it. i think i think one cool thing as well like you know is is that a lot of the cosplays you can do you know really dress up as some really powerful characters and um this kind of like also ties into a little bit i was going to bring up a video but i thought i'd be respectful and keep it for a completely different show um but you've got larping as well like if you really want to get down this this rabbit hole You've got people, oh, and I think the Russians, oh, the Russians are famous. Yeah. Well, they've got big, like, full Skaven and orcs and stuff running around. Battles, like they that. have, they have, I was watching a TikTok the other day of one of the Russian communities, and they were doing a siege. They was literally doing a, a siege with a foam castle, like a scale, like, it's crazy. And, like, you know, you can, you can, you know, like you can do some nice photos for yourself. Like, you know, to go back to Jack's original question, if I wanted to cosplay Warhammer, I could do it at home. You know, I could do it at the park as um, as so many people just go, you know, take some nice photos. You could take it to a con. And, you know, Jack was mentioning that, you know, he has done cosplay in the past and I'd love to see your pictures, Jack, um, not in, in Age of Sigmar, but certainly has done it for some other particular characters like Cowboy Bebop that – I think for us, for Age of Sigmar folk, we do associate our conventions for grand tournaments. Like we go there and um, we just want to play war dollies. And that's cool. Like I think that's cool. But I've started thinking about it. And at times I've gone, well, what if I rock up to the tournament dressed up a little bit like a character? Yeah, and that's if probably I, and better I, than being in full armor because it's going to be hard to play in full armor. <laughs> well, you know, if you were driving to a convention, because a lot of these conventions as well do have um, some side events like the day before or the day after the big grand tournaments. Yeah. You know, so if they have like a narrative battle or a, a smaller battle, you might dress up the day before and have some fun. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're in focused, comfortable clothes for the grand tournament. Because I guess imagining like trying to move models in. And I think that was probably one of my problems is when I dressed up like a necromancer. It was a lot of fun, but moving models with like my wizard sleeve yeah. and like Just knocking things over and, <laughs> For sure. and it was just it was impractical. <laughs> yeah, well, I was gonna, I was like, oh, maybe I should do this um, stream or whatever in um, in cosplay, and I was like, no, because I probably can't even sit down and <laughs> just sit down like this, and then in the con drinking my cider like this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find people are respectful when you are dressed up? Like, I, I think it's probably one thing I, I found in my research is I think maybe some people are a bit handsy, at least in the cosplay environment where, I don't know, people think it's okay to be touching people inappropriately. I and I haven't really had that experience. I've heard, I've heard people say, but personally, I haven't had that experience. I think people ask, they do ask if they want to take a picture. Sometimes you'll see people in the background just seeking a picture. And um, once I've had a picture of someone, someone trying to sneak a picture up my skirt when I was in a different customer and I was like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, normally, okay. 
I've had a few. I've had a few of those, but it was in in China where I had a. I had this one girl who um, it was really funny actually. I had this one girl, not up my skirt, um, but I had. I, I, I've had a few skills. experiences where no, no. Well, I had this one experience where um, I was sitting at a cafe in China with my wife, and um, there was like a really long bench, and a girl was like sliding over to kind of get close to me, and her other friend was like on the other side, like doing these. Mm. I don't know, like what she, what she was trying to do. She was trying yeah. to get a photo with me, like what I was there. The you final boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one has taken photos up my skirt just yet. <laughs> um, but how do I ask for a photo from you? Like, if I see you dressed up um, in a in a cool costume, and mm. I'd love a photo because you're my favorite character, or I think it's just cool as hell. Is there a, a way that you would like me to to ask you? I think at conventions, especially, it's completely normal just to be like, "Oh, can I get a picture?" Or people come up and be like. You're like, okay, cool. And everyone, like, it's hard to walk five steps without someone taking a, asking to take a picture of you, I think, when you're in a big costume especially. Uh, or if someone recognize, have... if you're in a really recognisable costume. Um, like I said before, I've got some friends. Um, I'm Warwick Cosby. He does a big um, marine. And he's, like, massive. And then when I'm with him, I can't, I can't talk to him or go anywhere because every five seconds people are like, can I take a picture of you? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get a drink and leave you to this chaos. <laughs> no, that's cool. No, I, I think the only thing I thought of, or at least I noticed when I was doing some research, because um, I, I found some really cool cosplay people and doing some really cool interviews. And one of the things that people were asking for was just to be polite, especially like when they're eating, because you're in costume and it takes so much yeah. effort and energy. Yeah. If when someone got, happens to be sitting off. down, yeah, like be respectful. <laughs> like, like you, you, you know, your famous celebrity. Like, if they're eating food with their kids, maybe don't mm -hmm. ask them for a photo, or at least find an appropriate time. Yeah, if you happen Actually, to yeah, see. That's a good point. If, you, if if I've just taken my helmet off or something, and my shoes off, and I'm sitting down, don't make me get up again. <laughs> be, be very respectful, but. I think you know it's cool because you can you can you know create whatever you want. Um, you can dress up whether you go full scale or you just tap into something small, whether it's a weapon, whether it's a hat. I think you know something simple like just making a hat or yeah, making. Yeah, it's completely uh, just about having fun and doing what you want to do, and it doesn't have to be go all out. Just do what you want to do. Play around with it. I think the shield is the shield idea is cool as well because you can obviously put it down. It's not going to interact with your with your games. It's something yeah. you can carry around and you can have you a lot put of it fun. on your wall at home as well. You to find a space for my too many shields. Well, that's probably the other part as well. Is like it takes up a lot of space, especially if you are doing full costumes. Like I've just got weapons. Mm. Well, I have my wall, but then I've got some shields that I don't know where to put up. I've got some wooden Viking shields I made a while back as well that just sort of live on the side of my stairs. Soon my house will be just covered in random cosplay stuff. It's all right, you can charge people entry. Yeah, it's like the museum of weird stuff. <laughs> so, so tell me about the build process. I feel like you know, we haven't spent nearly enough time talking about actually building it. Cause some people yeah. might be listening to this going, I want to build, how do I get started? So you've mentioned, I go onto Google, I do some research. Um, you yeah. mentioned miniatures and doing the 360 view is a yeah, great that's really, way to that's kind really of helpful. get. And uh, yeah, deciding what you're going to do, what part, because you might want to change bits, uh, sort of adapt it to what you want it to look like, as opposed to what it actually looks like, because it doesn't have to be 100% accurate to the character. Like my Lumineth wasn't 100% accurate to the character. I didn't want to do the standard bearer flag, so I put sort of the design from the flag onto the cape instead, so it would still be recognisable, because um, that was quite a recognisable piece of the whole Lumineth gang. 
so yeah, I've got my images and then I uh, make the basic pattern for things out of foam uh, with a really sharp knife, like an exacto knife or a scalpel knife or something. Uh, contact glue to stick it all together. Um, yeah, like I said before, I sometimes use some other people's uh, patterns like kamoi or kimpatsus as um, a base and then build off of that. Um, another way you can do it is printing off like a picture of the model and then enlarging it to the right size. So I did that for the shoulders to sort of enlarge it to the size I want it to be. And then you get the basic shape pattern, do it twice, stick it together. Ta-da, foam. Yeah. Do you have to prime it? Like, how, like is it special paint uh, that you need to yeah. use as well? And Yeah, for the paints, I use Flexi Paints, which is by Polyprops as well. They're like foam, especially for foam. So when you bend them, they don't flake apart because foam's bendy, obviously. And I seal it with like a sort of PVA glue. I think it is a PVA glue. It is, again, by Polyprops. I think it's sort of a mix between a paint and a PVA glue. It's like a clear prime that they do, which is also flexible and doesn't just peel off. Because uh, I guess that's yeah. the other part, right? Like it has to look good, but it has to be durable. I have seen some mm. people uh, make costumes and it's not very durable or they get really worried about people touching their costume because things can fall over. One, obviously you should, you know, always ask before you touch somebody, but just, you know, you've got to think about practicality as well as cool items. And I think to yeah, your definitely. point, you were saying, Marathi's headpiece, for example. By the way, I'm being told that you know some some people here have actually cosplayed some some daughters of Cain and some Sylvaneth and getting you know really oh, cool. Sylvaneth would be a cool one as well. That'd be cool. Like I, you know, you Bark could go skin. low key and just go out to the go out to the garden and, and you know glue some sticks on you, yeah. or you could go <laughs> yeah. full. Tape some bark to your arms. Good armor. <laughs> Jack wants to uh, dress up like a cosplay, but half Nate. Mate, you'd look great. Like, you do you, Jack. Just maybe... Boxer shorts and then the top, Marathi. Maybe this is the <laughs> launch of the Rerolling Ones OnlyFans account. Um, Jack, like, I would subscribe in a heartbeat. With, like, um, half costumes. Yeah, what you see from the desk up, <laughs> stand up, nothing. <laughs> and you know what, yeah, like, and, and, like, that's probably another element, like, you know, we didn't touch on just yet, Ben. I don't want to get too too into the weeds, but, you know, there are only fans and subscriber only type of sites where people do dress up and people will pay because there's that whole subset of community where, you know, it might be cool as hell to see your favorite character dressed up, you know, um, I'm being careful, like not going down the YouTube guidelines and like <laughs> going to going full hentai or something, but you know, there's a whole, whole, whole bunch of communities. And I think, you know, places like OnlyFans um, is a great place to kind of pay for your favorite creators because, as you've pointed out, it's very costly. Mm. It's super expensive. If you want to see a sexy boy or a sexy girl or, you know, dressing up as a favorite character, like give, pay them some money and, and they'll go do it. see. <laughs> L'Oreal in her underwear. <laughs> you do you. You do you. Going back to the more PG thing before YouTube gets me, do you have any advice on um, on on creating or, um, you know, even making, even things like weapons? Like, I think that's cool as hell idea, especially like when I saw your Dark Elf sword and your, you know, your Sigma Hammer. hammer. Outside of the 3D printing, because I think not everyone has access to 3D prints yeah. just yet. So I don't want to like kind of associate cosplay equals 3D printing. Yeah, no, definitely not. It's fun too, fun add-on. But do you have any it. advice for like weapon creation? 
for weapon creations specifically. Yeah, weapons um, and shields. Can... I think that's that's something small that I can create. Yeah, um, you can definitely make, make it out of foam. Uh, you'll need, I think, a Dremel, a sharp knife, and maybe like high-density foam for like pro props. Because high-density foam, like I said before, I think it's thicker and it's stiffer, so it's not going to have a sword that's just going to go because um, <laughs> that's not useful. Uh, my shield, which is over there, and I can't get it, but my shield is high-density foam, so it's stiffer. and um, Yeah, just... Actually, yeah, good. Thing. Well, the way yeah. I did the shield, which was which I found quite easy, is just printing out um, a massive picture of that that picture there that I used um, off of Total War. I printed it out the size that I wanted it and cut the basic shapes, and then just went from there with the foam. And it's pretty spot on, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah, I noticed there was a lot of source imagery, and if anybody saw the thumbnail for this particular show. Hmm. Is it Dev Devant Art or Dev Deviant uh, yeah, Art? Yeah, Deviant Art. <clears throat> There's lots of Total War stuff on there that's really useful because it's all angles, like the back and the front. Yeah, like if you go out, if you go out and search up um, Total War, there's a lot of source material where the designers creating in preparation for for the Total War, they've gone out and they've designed um, a bunch of different prop items because they could do 360 views and things like that. There's a lot of cool things like like the shield that I just showed earlier, where you can see just the shield not attached yeah. to the uh, to the model or to the to the um, the three D rendered yeah, graphic. It's really, really good for reference imaging, and, and then as you, you want to use it as a stencil or a blueprint. And as you said, just stretch out the image massively so that you've got a real life size shield. Obviously, you know, sticky tape it all together, and then you could kind of just lay that onto your phone. Yeah, just cut it out, stick it on your phone, draw around it, and then yeah, heat gun. If you heat gun it, you can like bend it and shape it a bit to the shape that you want it, so it's not just flat. And um, yeah, just stick layers of the details onto the top. A uh, good thing to use as rivets is to use googly eyes because when you paint over them, you can't see that they're googly eyes. That's why I rattle when I walk. <laughs> is there any um, is there any creators that you would? Because um, I know you've kind of referenced already. Is it uh, Kima Kimu Kimai yeah, Ka Kamuai cosplay? Yeah, yeah her. I use her she's incredible. Before. Like she yeah, was really the. Good. I've watched her videos all the time and like she doesn't do Age of Sigma stuff, but I just watch what she does and she creates and she uses like LED lights and she's done mm. like, you know, smoke machines and she's done some absolute mental things that, you know, you just And so incredible. quickly as well. She just gets it done so fast. Um, <laughs> is there anyone else that you'd kind of recommend or anyone like if I wanted to get some inspiration or some tutorials like who – who could I follow on, like, you know, other, obviously yourself, go follow. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got your Twitter handle below in the description. But, you know, on Instagram or Twitter or on, on, on YouTube. Yeah, um, the Dark Elf in the picture you just posted up, uh, Volzanville, he uh, did this. This is where I got this from. Um, Volzanville on Instagram. Um, I mentioned my Space Marine friend, uh, 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 Iron Warrior cosplay. He does a lot of foam work, and he's done a lot of stuff with Evil Ted at the moment, doing um, 40k space green helmets. And um, what was else? The Sister of Battle knives. Uh, yeah, he is the Iron Warrior. <laughs> he does a he has a big costume, which I'd like to make a big costume like that, like a, a big nine foot tall Stormcast at some point. Uh, who else did I? 
to say I like. Um, Nerd Princess, obviously, she's wicked. I uh, met her at Warhammer Fest. Um, I think it had some other Age of Sigma cosplay. I think Book Eater cosplay was the Nighthawk that I found at Warhammer Fest. That's not like just a bed sheet. I think we the Sigma like one was. Did they dress just like in a bed sheet or was it actually. No, more she had of like a, a proper thing? mask and like a sword and roses, which were made of foam. It was really good. Um, I think that's a picture of me and her actually. It was in the Warhammer community page because it was like, there are actually some Age of Sigma cosplayers this year. And it's just me and her like, yay. <laughs> um, I did get asked a question from uh, my Discord in preparation for this one, and that was. Do you have any makeup tips that um, I should consider? For, not me personally. I mean, it could be me. I'm like, you don't know. Um, but is, is there any makeup tips that you would recommend for cosplayers? Um, I'm actually not very good at makeup. Um, but I think if you're going to be having pictures taken of you or taking pictures of you in cosplay, you do really need it because it kind of the lights and just generally having a picture taken it kind of always looks weird if you're not wearing makeup or you haven't got a wig on like even in the picture of my uh, my partner and me in our Lumina costumes like I'd done his makeup so it's not just like a blank faces uh wigs also make a big difference so though I say that I'm not wearing a wig in that picture because wigs are uncomfortable at cons yeah and I imagine like you'd, it's already getting hot in the costume so wearing wigs yeah. I imagine um, you probably need something more uh, makeup that's more durable and you're probably not applying it as often. Yeah. Just purely because it's uncomfortable and you've got to take off all your armor just to to do it, right? Hmm. I think just the bits that you can that kind of stand out. So if your character's maybe got scars, then do the scars. I think I, with that costume I did use, I can't remember what it was called now, it was like Mayron Scar Liquid. And you literally just draw it on and it tightens up and it makes it look like you've got a scar on your face. It's so cool. Uh, I That's really cool. like that. Yeah. I really imagine good. there's a lot of cool, like movie prop type things where yeah. you can get, you know, a lot of cool, you know, blood effects and just, mm. you know, various things. I've seen things. some good silicone things that you can stick on your face, which look quite fun. I've not tried yet. Evelina was asking in the chat, um, they mentioned that they've had, they got given some hard foam sleeping mats from an army surplus store which yeah. they've claimed is nice to use in uh, 3D, in 3D cosplay. Yeah. Do you have any? The yoga mat type ones. So have they got the, sometimes they do have the bobbly bit on the other side, but I don't know if they, they might not, if they're from the army, not a yoga place. Do you order anything special or something that might be, not be um, as obvious than, you know, like obviously you've got the, um, the, the cosplay store that you're ordering a lot of your goods for. And it's great yeah. that you don't have to go out to your random store and like, you know, there's, there's central places you can access, you know, a lot yeah. of the things you need. Are there things that like left, left curve, things that you get from outside that people might not even think about that could be useful, whether it's at a hardware store, whether it's at, I don't know, like your, your cheapy dollar stores or whatever it might be. Yeah. You can get yoga mats that you can use because that's made of foam. So you could use a yoga mat. Uh, they, they tend to be a bit softer, so you have to sort of layer them up, depending on what you're making. Uh, yeah, you can use, uh, yeah, that's it. Play mats, kids' play mats. They normally have like a weird puzzle edge that you have to cut off. Are we talking about what you can use instead of foam? Yeah. That's no, no, I'm just thinking like just in, in general, general, like, you know, like in general, you know, like I know, you know, those cheapy stores, um, you know, we call them the dollar stores, you know, yeah. uh, a lot of the time they source, you know, random things and they'll have like gems and beads and yeah, acrylic anything like that. And... You can use anything, literally just stick it all on and paint over it, see what you come up with. Um, 
get like a heat gun or like a Dremel just from like home base. I don't know if you have the, like a tool shop. Because, uh, yeah, but once you have the heat gun, you can just mold the shape of the foam. It, and then when it dries, it kind of, when it cools, it keeps the shape a bit. So, yeah. Dremels are really I, good because then you can smooth out edges once you've cut them, if you cut them a bit wonky. Very do you good. cut them, do you just cut them with a knife or scissors? Uh, or you sharp, use some special? A sharp, like, scalpel blade. And, uh, yeah, I've got my, what's it called? Like a cutting board underneath. I've got a really big one so I don't ruin my floor. <laughs> I, don't, I would imagine like your um, your sewing stores and things like that probably have a lot of cool items. Like I recently just bought um, fabric scissors to, to cut yeah. up my battle mats. Now that our, our, don't our use mats them have to cut smaller. foam. They'll be ruined. No, no. <laughs> but I was more but I was more referring to the fact that um, you could probably go into your local fabric store and they yeah. probably have some interesting items. Simple things like um, they've got like white like white pencil chalks for you to yeah that's you know, helpful. You, when you've got the, or when you use the foam shops online as well, you can normally get white or black foam. So you, if you get white, you could draw on it easier. But then if you're doing a white cosplay, it's harder to paint over the lines you've made. As I discovered yeah. with my luminous one, don't draw on it with pen; it won't come off. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that. And I think you know, Jonathan, we've already kind of we've kind of acknowledged that you know, a, a project will take. Um, I mean, how long is a piece of string? If I looked at. Uh, if I bring up some of the pictures, like on average, like maybe give me a ballpark average, right? So here's the elevator pitch. How long on average did thing it take it took to co uh, to make these costumes? Uh, do you want me to tell you? Yeah. On the yeah, like, on the left, the one on the left, uh, that's when I had a patron. So I was making a costume a month uh, for my patron. And then the one on the right, my Valkyria, I did in a week because Nerd Princess was like, hey, we should make a cosplay in a week. I was like, okay. And then I did. And then it, and then it was awful. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I think I think it's both great, but I think maybe for you it might be awful. That How long did it take you to make the shield? Uh, the shield, oh, I don't know, actually. I think I did that quite slowly over a good few months, that one, because I was lazy with that one. I kept getting distracted by the stuff. Um, but that I was going to make a whole Malekith costume, um, but I didn't. That's still all I've done. And I still want to make a whole Malekith costume, but I don't know where to start with it because his costume is so ridiculous there's so much to it and every time I look at it I'm like oh, oh I don't know what to make yeah sadly hard. I think Malekith is the headpiece like you've got to have the headpiece for I Malekith. know but that's the worst bit <laughs> and how about your Lumineth how long will it take you to make your Lumineth um yeah like I said I think I said earlier I left myself about six months to do it but then I didn't actually start it properly until the last two one or two months so I think I'd done the base for like the breastplate and the base for the shoulders before then. And then I was like, oh, I actually have to do this now because I have to make two costumes. So I, I wrote myself out a list, which actually really helps a lot. Just writing, so seeing the deadline. And then I was like, oh, this day I have to do this. This day I have to do this in order for it to be finished in time. And that made me actually do it. Deadlines. Alfield's project management 101. Yes, break I up, know. Break up, break up the project calculate how much time you think it's going to take and then do the do then actually do it yeah well i've got Project adhd management. and dyslexia so my organization is very bad normally my cosplay life is just write stuff down on whiteboards and i have to really plan it i have so many whiteboards and notepads everywhere <laughs> to make me do stuff <laughs> and what about your stormcast characters because you've got two here um uh, how the long stormcast, do you take to do them? well they are 
the Stormcast with my, when I had my pink hair, um, that probably took me two months. Again, the first month I didn't really do much, but the second month I'd started by Patreon, so I was like, oh, I have to finish this, and also Warhammer Fest. So I did that. And then the Neef Black Talon one on the left is just sort of a modified version of the one I use, I had before. So I just sort of added some new bits to it. So that's something that's really helpful with cosplay is just building on what you already have. That's cool. I was going to call that out. It's like just because you make one character once doesn't yeah. mean that it's it's over and now you can't use it. It sounds like it's cool that you can you can mm. recycle. And I think the other thing that I've learnt is that I need a spicy account like a patron or something to motivate <laughs> me to get the costumes done. Best because otherwise, if I don't have people harassing me, um, I won't get it done. Although a costume a month was hard. I think now that I don't have to do a costume a month, it's a lot better. Although I do actually make less. I make better quality because I'm not like, oh, I've got to rush it and then have it done and then fall out of trees and have my costumes fall off. <laughs> I want to see the, I want to see these photos of you falling out of trees, but um, Evelina also mentioned, you know, depends on, you know, I think they, they are, they, they've mentioned a few times now they they're in cosplay as well. And I think they mentioned the Sylvaneth and, and DOK costumes, but this could be something that you, you hang out with some friends a weekend or a couple of weekends before and, you know, you you do some costumes so that you and your friends rock up in some pretty sweet costumes or that weapons or ha hats or, you know, it could just be, you know, Yeah, send together. some friends that cosplay my way. I want to play. <laughs> I'd love to, like, dress up and just hang out in my house. But, I do, yeah, I don't really have any friends that cosplay. I have, like, cosplay friends, but, like, none of my original friends that I haven't met through cosplay are into it. Yeah, have, having like, deadlines is important, nights. you know. I think, you know, whether it's, you know, I've got to have a costume for Warhammer Fest or a con, um, you know, having some type of something that's time bound. Otherwise, you'll just, you you won't follow through with the project. Mm. That's kind of critical. Well, you'll start 8,000 things and finish zero things like I do. Um, about <laughs> the person, can I have this? Can you make me some more gin? Elf, elf man, I need another gin. Yes. <laughs> Bye, butler. <laughs> And, and, you know, Neil, Neil asked an interesting question as well. You know, Neil, and I'll, I'll let you think about it for a second, but Neil asked, you know, have you ever thought about feminizing a male, you know, male demon character? And, you know, I'll initially respond and I'll say, well, you know, Chuck, Chuck Moore, a uh, prime example, you know, rocked up as Marathi and, you know, he is an absolute machine. He is a crossfitter and things like that. <laughs> so you do you, you know, have some fun, you know, you don't have to be too serious about it all. But do you have any thoughts on dressing up uh, or feminizing a male? Yeah, yeah. So I want to, like I said, I want to do. I'm going to do Sigvald for Christmas. Um, and I saw a very you loosely. Yeah, I did do Malekith, but I'm not feminizing that. I'm just going to be Malekith because he's the best boy. Uh, I did very loosely do Archeon for my fan site, so it wasn't very. It wasn't really like a proper cosplay. Like I had horns and stuff. And like a necklace of skulls. That's about is this spicy Archeon? <laughs> yeah, sexy Archeon. He's, he's a good boy. <laughs> I like the dude characters. They're the best ones. I am curious and concerned <laughs> at the same time. Like, um... I'd like to do Archeon in like full armor though. His costume's really cool. And I think there's a good chance like that Archeon. if people want to dress up like Sigvolt and have like the arseless chaps... And they want to dress up and that is have the their way. bum hanging out. <laughs> like, it's a good excuse. You're like, I'm in character. I'm wearing, I've got my butt out. It's canon. I was like, could I do this costume and go to Warhammer Fest? Because they did design the costume. <laughs> it is canon. 
I'd definitely be kicked out, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's cold as hell as well. Um, I don't know if I want my bare bum hanging out in the in the UK winter uh, <laughs> at Warhammer Fest. <laughs> I can't remember, um, it's normally May, so it's normally, yeah, it's cold. It's always cold in the UK. England is cold. It's always yeah. cold. Why do you think... Um, why do you think Age of Sigmar cosplay isn't as popular as, say, 40K or World of Warcraft or anime? Uh, I think, I don't know. It's just a lot, like you said before, it's sort of Warhammer itself is sort of a niche and then Age of Sigmar is a separate part within it, so it makes it even smaller. Um, and I think when people think of Warhammer, they do think of, like, the really iconic sort of 40k space marines and the sisters of battle and like the big things um and age of sigma i think until they have this the um they didn't have that big iconic characters until the stormcast i don't feel uh they're all sort of from fantasy and everyone was like but hurt their fantasy's dead so i think the uh, yeah i'm <laughs> triggered <laughs> um the other thing i think as well is uh with cosplay it's it, it this is an outside view in, so, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but people will go to a convention or an event and their sole purpose is to be in cosplay. Mm. And for uh, people like in Age of Sigmar or Warhammer in general, we will go to a tournament or a convention to play a game, to attend a workshop. We're not going there solely to hang out and just cosplay. Mm. And I think it's that mindset of potentially we just – we're not going to those cons just to hang out, mm. um, which is kind of why I've kind of caveat a little bit in this show to say, well, we don't, you still don't have to do that if that's not your thing. And, you know, these cons cost a lot of money. You got to pay for hotels. You got to take time out of your, your busy schedule. But how, where, where can you find that middle ground where you do make a hat, you make a weapon, you grab some pants or you, you do something that can kind of tap into the characters that you are playing with on the game without it impacting your tabletop experience. Again, mm. paint yourself green with paint. Uh, you know, draw a skull on your face and, you know, make yourself a skeleton. You could, you know, again, there's little things you can do <coughs> to create a bit of theme and character at an event. Yeah, it's just fun, isn't it? Like, you dress up for Halloween, so why not make that every day? <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of narrative <laughs> events. I think, you know, there's a lot of other narrative events and... Um, uh, you know, you don't have to always just GT it. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of I people think, are like. I think also it's just another sort of way into Warhammer too. Like if you're already into cosplay, like a lot of people are into cosplaying games and then anime, and they've seen, say, Sisters of Battle or Stormcast or something, they've gone, oh, that's a really cool character, but I don't know anything about Warhammer, which I've seen a lot of people do do. They're like, oh, I want to do this, but I don't know what they are. So that can bring some people into the hobby that wouldn't normally have been in the hobby because they come in through doing that because they like the character design. So just like you might be in the Warhammer scene just doing painting or just playing the game or just reading the lore, uh, you could just be cosplaying, I guess. Yeah, there's been times where um, I've worked at a couple of different companies and I've brought my miniatures in to paint and just you know, on lunch breaks or, you know, there's been just various times and, you know, people have asked me like, oh, what are you doing? And I'll say Warhammer. And they're like, oh, I've walked past that store. I've seen this or, you know, my brother or sister used to play it back in the day. Or there was, you know, a lot of people seem to have these common connections. And 
this is just another trigger moment. And I kind of bring that up as well because of this whole Henry, you know, BBC type of like re-exposure, even, I don't know if you're into the wrestling at all, but um, oh, World recently had, yeah, Shayna Baszler has been mm. wearing Warhammer. Ring, well, she, yeah, she's been wearing ring attire, you know, having various like fulgrim and um, I think in her MMA fights before she became a wrestler, she had a lot of corn, um, a lot of corn attire and she'd wear corn yeah. to the ring, which was kind of It's appropriate. Cool. Blood for the blood god. But, corn you know, cares like, like, not cr- from where the blood flows. This kind of is becoming the, this bit of exposure now that, you know, D&D kind of, you know, hit it with critical role. Hmm. We're slowly, slowly becoming um, what, mainstream. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Warhammer should have more. Now they've got the streaming service. There's not much Age of Sigma on there, though. I'm, that's why I'm super hyped for the Black Talent uh, series. We get some Age of Sigma on there. I think Evelina's also mentioned an interesting point. You know, shy guys rocking up into coice and pink instead of just jeans and a T-shirt. I think that's probably the one thing I'd probably call out there as well is I don't care what you wear. But more importantly, I think that's an opportunity for yourself to be a bit more confident if you're not an extroverted person because you're Mm. in a character and you're in costume and you're forced to spotlight. And I imagine you probably learn a lot about yourself when you are dressing up in cosplay, going out there into the world and just having fun and people are more likely to come and talk to you as well because they're like oh i recognize that you're this character tell talk to me about it <laughs> or like how particular... have you made this what have you done yeah a lot of people got questions like there's a i remember being at a tournament where there's one person had a um i don't know if you know the tattoo but the Ogamore tribes has like this gut tattoo like they're big fat boys and they've got like this um it's like a circle with like a whole bunch of teeth that represents the great moor that um, one guy had um, had it tattooed around his belly, and he literally was walking around shirtless, um, which <laughs> Tell was me really, about my, really talk to me about myself. which is really cool. But yeah. to rock up at an event with your shirt off, not in the best, you know, I'm not insulting this particular person, <laughs> but he certainly didn't have a six pack. You know, like that takes a lot of guts, and I've got a lot of you know uh, big grapefruits. And, yeah, well, uh, I think yeah, people would recognize it. So that's the one place that people would recognize what it's from. And you know what? I got a photo with next to his belly going like this. <laughs> um, well, my, I've got my Phoenix tattoo here, which is based off of some artwork of like Malekith going into the fire. And I'm going to get Malekith's head here. So I'm going to have a nerdy sleeve. <laughs> I've already got some like Warhammer, Warcraft stuff going on on that arm, even. Yeah, I and I, and I agree. You know, yeah, even if you're not an extrovert, you know, you you know, you just be unashamedly, cool, you know, what you like, and it's cool. You know, it's tattoos like yourself, or uh, dressing up, face painting, whatever it might be. All the things, yeah. Just don't care and do what you want. It's fun, then do. What have you What have you learned about yourself since cosplaying? Uh, how I think it's really helped with my ADHD because before I did cosplay, I would get because I get like weird obsessions about random stuff uh before I did cosplay I would be like oh I'm gonna do this sport and then I'll be like oh I'm done with that sport oh I'm gonna learn how to do felting oh I'm gonna learn how to do this and this and then loads of different things that were just not connected at all so my house is just full of random crap that I never used because I'd get obsessed with something for about two weeks and then completely give up and not go back to it at all whereas cosplay and Warhammer I like the things that have really stuck and I have continued doing for years so all of my obsessions are sort of within that sort of umbrella of stuff 
Um, so instead of being changing what I'm doing, I'd be it would be like, I'm going to do this character, I'm going to do this character, or I'm going to read a book and do a book club, or I'm going to make stupid, not safe for work stuff based off of this character, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, just all the weird stuff I start doing and trying to make things to sell and like recently started doing ears. These are my cool ears. I'm doing dice and I've got some horns. Yeah, it's all sort of in the cosplay and also Warhammer umbrella, thinking how can I use that for my costumes? Yeah. I think it's kind of, I think it's probably another thing as well is that people are interested and I think you might feel like you're a bit of an idiot or going to a tournament dressed up, but actually it's cool as hell. And I'm sure you'll inspire other people. So probably the thing that I would learn when I rocked up in that necromancer uh, costume, uh, that probably the one is the one that, cause I, I went to a tournament, like it wasn't a convention. It was I've never been to a tournament, tournament, but I'd like to go. I used to get well, back you know, to the <laughs> It was really impractical, so I made sure that I had a second, like a, a change of clothes, because um, it was just like my wizard sleep was just knocking everything over, and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a good, it wasn't a good time for me. You or do my need opponent. a squire. Well, but what I learned was that you know, rocking up to the tournament dressed up, you know, like you have a lot of self doubt. You know, I'm going to be the only person. I'm going to look like an idiot. People are going to laugh at me. In fact, all I had at that particular time was nothing but encouragement. A lot of people taking photos. A lot of people think it's cool as hell. People wanted to buy you a drink. People have questions. I found the community from what I've seen as well as what I've experienced. Yeah, definitely. It's just nothing but positivity. And I think, yeah. you know, it probably probably won't be long where people will do this more often and more frequently. And yeah. as 3D printing, as people like yourself are doing more design, kind of showing the way you're making life easier. Yeah, I think the Warhammer community are really nice in general. And even like at Warhammer Fest, as it was very different going to Warhammer Fest dressed in a like Warhammer costume, as opposed to going to a normal sort of general nerdy convention. Uh, because at Warhammer Fest, there wasn't, there wasn't that many cosplayers. So we were giving sort of like VIP treatment. It was like, oh, come in, have your own room. You can put all your cosplay stuff here. And we will give you some bottles of water and look after you and uh yeah it was nice having a, my own space <laughs> as opposed to just well, becoming a mass of cosplayers you're like uh and, and, and that might be the, the thing right you might just do it once a year for warhammer fest adepticon you know the big convention in your community and it's just mm. that you might not do it every tournament you not do it at every event but you might just have one event where you where you get there a little bit early and have some lols and you have some fun you know, you get your games club to dress up as, you know, um, and, I, and I'll bring up that photo again of Chuck um, because I'll bring up specifically not the Chuck part, but if you look at the top left-hand corner, Is you've got a whole bunch of people. A whole so cool. Yeah, correct. The Love whole it. theme of the event was about um, about wizardry and, you know, the over, over it was about 50 players and it was cool. I enjoy the or, Mr. Potato head with the wizard hat on. Uh, That's so cool. Well, well, the whole thing, the whole idea of this particular event was it was a, a narrative event. So it was less competitive than your usual event. 
And the whole theme of it was about wizards trying to collect recipes and, you know, like, you know, like, uh, like chemistry, you know, mixing things to components together and trying to get new spells. And if you messed it up, you became a potato, your wizard became a potato. <laughs> I would say, if I was there, I would have been like, tell me more. Why Mr. Potato? <laughs> which, yeah, which is, which is exactly that. People knew going in that if your wizard, you know, messed up with the, uh, the components that you'd become a potato. Okay. And, <laughs> that guy's you know, a bad wizard then. He's done bad. But I love the fact that people all dressed up and and had their experience as a wizard. Like this was everyone's take on being a wizard, um, and that and you know you don't feel as conscious there, and you know everyone's having fun and a laugh, and you know you get some great memories. Yeah, it looks amazing. Oh, cool. Yeah, I definitely go down to my local game shop for an event dressed up in as my cosplay. I don't think I don't think um, Alfield is is waiting for Malekith to return. I think it's just got a hundred projects on up her sleeve. <laughs> He's coming back, though. Bloody ready. He's coming back. <laughs> Do you have any um, – are, are your cosplays – Jonathan's asking, are they all heavy or are they light or it's a bit of a oh, – That know, staff, right? the staff for Lumina, that was heavy. I think that one probably weighed more than me, so I wasn't carrying it most of the day. <laughs> but, no, because my cosplays are foam, they're not actually that heavy, which is another good reason to choose foam because, yeah, good, comfy. And it bends and you can sit. Good. With warbler, it stiff so you can't move that i imagine that would be useful i guess you know yeah. know, know your materials and and know you want to sit down stiff... and have a drink then definitely foam <laughs> do you have any have you ever been given any bad advice about cosplay that you probably like want to like debunk now <laughs> i don't think i have i think it's just because i've done a lot of like research and stuff maybe to use a hot glue gun for everything that's probably not a good idea um, contact glue is definitely the way to go with glue, although you need to do it in a ventilated place because it's pretty toxic stuff. But oh, also, I didn't realize that heating up foam was bad for you and you had to wear a mask. It's bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have a mask for that. I didn't before. I was like, oh, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> yes. So yeah, look at the no. safety things of what you're doing first. Yeah, yeah. I started doing that with um on some uh insulation foam and I was mm. trying to like melt it. I'm like, oh, this is kind of bringing up toxic fumes. Maybe mm. I should wear a mask. And sometimes when you're cutting as well, even wearing goggles, because yeah. sometimes the even the thing that you won't you'll get things like flat, you know, going in your eyes and like you don't want this little piece of foam getting stuck in nope. whatever nope. it might be. Get them lost um, in your beard forever. Like, oh, well, hmm. I collect so much crap in this beard. Like, I wouldn't be surprised there's a bird living in there somewhere at some point. It's your familiar. Um, Super wizard <laughs> Do you have any essential items to kind of like, because I think it's probably the other thing is if I go to a convention, I'm sure there's going to be uh, touch-ups or things that I need to do. You know, makeup, certainly one. If I'm going to wear makeup, make mm -hmm. sure you've got somewhere to touch up or someone can help you touch up if you if you can't get out of costume. But is there any other you know, essential items that you always bring to yourself, you know, at a convention or at a tournament? Yeah. I always sort of bring like a little cosplay repair box, which normally has uh, some glue, uh, safety pins, uh, some elastic, in case you just tie something back on. Uh, you need to bring a squire with you, a person to help you if you've got a big costume <laughs> and to carry stuff and to have pockets because my costumes don't have pockets. Although I saw the most amazing thing. I saw someone who'd made armor and on their like little hip armor bits, in the inside they'd sewn a pocket. I'm gonna do that to every bit of cosplay I make from now on. I'm gonna have internal pockets. 
and Evelina nailing it again. Um, bring water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. hot. Make sure to hydrate yourself because I imagine, especially when you are getting a lot of photos taken or just kind of walking the convention, you don't think about about drinking and and you you obviously don't want to drink too much because you can't just go mm. out and pee all the time. It would yeah. be you can't say depending that. on what you're wearing. Right. <laughs> Like it's, it's trying to get easy. it all off to go to the toilet is hard, which is why I normally stay in some like a accommodation that's close because it's just easier to have a place you can go back and take off your costume so that you can actually look at the shops. But that's only if you're wearing a big costume. You don't have to wear a massive costume. You can just wear something quite casual and it's a lot easier. So yeah. maybe if well, you're like... doing a, especially if you're doing a con, uh, what I tend to do is like go for two days and then on one day I'll wear my like armor costume and then on the next day I'll either go completely not in costume or wear something really casual so I can actually have a chance to look at the stalls and talk to people properly and uh yeah do things <laughs> eat food yeah yeah you want to enjoy the con you're dropping a lot of money you can't just walk around the halls all the time just getting photos taken and just you know you eventually want to hang out yourself so bring extra clothes bring extra things bring things that you can kind of change out of that you can still be in character or maybe lose without um, mm. giving up while you're there. But I don't talk from experience. I'm not, I'm not walking around con. They do, so I'm... they do normally have like a fixing station. I know that the ones that I've been to have like a, normally have a place where you can go to if your cosplay is broken and they'll glue it up for you. <laughs> That's cool. It's quite popular. Help, I'm broken. And they'll just glue you back up. I guess with so many, like, especially when you go to a con, there's so many people dressing up, whether it's Warhammer, whether it's, you know, as we've said, anime or, um, or you know, whatever it might be, World of Warcraft or any other RPG. Um, there's probably a lot of people, so it's cool that, you know, they've mm. acknowledged that there's a lot of people, so they're going to support you. And it's actually funny because at least the cons, that, I mean, a lot of the cons are starting to treat them like celebrities. Like they're like, hey, mm. this person's coming. Hey, these characters are coming. Yeah, they do panels and stuff where you can do tutorials. I've never done one, but I've seen people doing them. They're really good. Yeah. Show you how to uh, make stuff. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And this is really cool. I've learned so much. <laughs> people are asking me, like, when am I doing Radigar? Like, uh, <laughs> let me let me let me hit the gym a few more Just... a few more times before I get to Radigar. <laughs> Um, what was this? I saw a cosplay with a USB hot glue gun doing repairs on the fly, which amazed. Yeah. Oh, I've seen someone do that too. That's so cool. I need one. Charge yeah, up I... your hot glue before you go. Nah, that's cool. Um, is there any final advice that you'd want to give to someone who's now considering whether they're going to do it just at their local tournament? Like, you know, something low key, small at their next event. Yeah. Or they're thinking of something really big for their next convention or, you know, a Warhammer Fest or something that's, you know, a, a big, you know, a big event. Any final advice? Like this has been great. You've given me, you know, yeah. almost 90 minutes of, of solid gold. <laughs> okay. Um, final advice. Yeah. If you, you can get friends to do it with you, that's even better if you're not on your own because then you won't be, like, shy going into it. You'll uh, just, just be like a whole squad. Go in. Bouncing off the squigs. Off you go. <laughs> um what else you... that's a good idea i want someone to see i want someone to hoppity hop go get those hoppity hops that kids had and make that a squig that I'm would gonna... be awesome <laughs> there's a plan it's gonna happen <laughs> that would be awesome uh, <laughs> next warmer fest well, millions millions of people descend on bouncy hopper squigs <laughs> through the parking lot the like here we come you'll hear the bounce 
<laughs> uh, I did have another thing, but now I've forgotten it. Um, no, Sorry, no, no, just, just like, just have fun and um, play around. Just watch loads of tutorials, figure out what you want to do and just try stuff. If it doesn't work out, oh, well, just try something else. Uh, that's why a lot of phone, people have... so it's not a big rinse of money. It's quite cheap. No, and a lot of people have shown the way already, so it's not as daunting as it used to be. Yeah. Um, also, ask you... ask people that already do it, and they'll they'll be happy to tell you. I think don't be shy around people that already cosplay. Just throw a message at them, and hope that if they've got massive amounts of followers, they might not see it. But normally, you get a reply. I know I'll try and reply to you if you message me about something. I'll try and help. Well, this is probably a nice way to end the show because I have your link tree. I remember I remembered I didn't put your Twitter handle in the episode description. There is your link tree, which oh, yeah. has your which has your your All Twitter handle, I think your Instagram. It has your spicy account if you want to see uh sexy Archeon. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, come to the sexy Archeon. <laughs> it's gonna be a real letdown now. It's not even that good. I need to redo it. Go on. If you follow our re our remake sexy Archeon. <laughs> All right. Now we're talking. Now we're talking about the spicy, sexy stuff. I've got to ask, what's your next spicy, sexy uh, cosplay? Is there a character oh, in mind? Let's go sexy is... Sigvald for Christmas. You are going to do six Sigvald. Yeah, he's sexy enough as it is. I don't even need to change it. <laughs> the most beautiful and glorious Sigvald. How are you going to do it? Like, are you, are you going to dye your hair? Are you going to? No, I'm going to uh, get. I'm going to get a wig. I'm not doing that. I get a wig. I might have one, you... actually. I've got so many wigs. I need to rummage through my wig drawer, my drawer of wigs. Uh, how how are you, like, a, I'm just trying to, like, how do you, how are you going to make it, are you going to make it more feminine or are you just going to, uh, no. like, uh, I don't know. It? It's not really going to be, the, the thing I'm making is the shield. So I'm trying to make it, I've got the basic shape done at the moment with the trim and I'm going to do the pointy bits on the edges and then I'm going to try and make it mirror shine. It's basically just me experimenting and trying to make foam look like metal. But then I'll use it on my OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, I love it. No, I, I dig it. All right. Well, if people <laughs> want to know more and they want to see Alfield in either sexy or no sexy or like spicy or no spicy, uh, your link tree is below. You've got some cool ideas and images on your Instagram. Like I was trolling through your Instagram yeah. and your Twitter. And you got a whole bunch of cool imagery. Uh, and, that, you know, I might just cycle through them again really quickly because you do have some really cool costumes, you know, from, you from Stormcast Eternals to Lumineth Realm Lords to your um, your Dark Elf Shield to um, – this, this is probably my favourite one is your um, your Marathi as well as oh, your Valkyrie. I did really, I really – I really like that shield. I need to do – I got obsessed with making shields, all the shields now. Like, like these, these are cool. So if you want to see these types of imagery and more, um, you know, go check out your link tree and go follow uh, all the various accounts. Um, I would love to see more people doing Age of Sigma cosplay. And I look at Me that too. hashtag and you dominate, especially on Instagram, you dominate that hashtag. I want to see more people. I want to see more people dressed up doing cosplay. Oh, it'd be amazing fully. if we could get a group together of people doing it as well. Like if you're in the UK and you want to do a cosplay for Warhammer Fest or something, Hit me up and we'll go as a squad. <laughs> That'd be cool. I would love yeah. to see that. I'd love to see a, a squad and just dominate. Like, let's show these 40K people who yeah. is the dominant game. Like, who's got Alpha, the better character? Age of Sigma. <laughs> and if somebody, if somebody dresses up like a goblin and does a hoppity hop with a squig, I will 
Message that is me my, with a photo. It's my, my life goal that I need to do a silicone mask of a proper night goblin. That'd be amazing. But I don't know. I will send you dice and accessories. I'll send you stuff. I don't know who you are. I don't know <laughs> what you've done. But if you send me a picture of you hoppity hopping with a squig and dressed as a goblin, I will send you a whole bunch of merch. <laughs> do it. Done. Um, any final thing, any shout outs, anything you want to wrap up before um, we log off? I think I did my shout outs earlier. I can't think of anybody else, I'm afraid. All right. Well, shout I'm out sure yourself. I think of someone later, but oh no, sorry, I forgot you. <laughs> Alfield, you are an absolute legend. Thank you for Thank taking you. your time out. It's getting late, I know, in the UK. It's early for me. I'm, I'm having my first coffee that's completely stone cold. Um, I'd highly recommend go check out um, Alfield's um, uh, link tree. Uh, with plenty of links uh, to to follow, to learn, to see what you're doing. And I'm sure um, spicy uh, Siggy, Sigvold, uh, is going to be glorious. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Here I am thinking arseless chaps is the biggest thing. Like, like you just like. Uh, it won't, sadly pop, pop. won't have arseless chaps. Though. Now I'm going to have to do arseless chaps. Well, well. Can't do maybe Sigvold I should get... without it. <laughs> Alfield, you're a legend. I'm going to wrap up. Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed learning about cosplay. And more importantly, I want to see more cosplay um, at tournaments and at cons and represent um, Age of Sigma. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. The conversation will continue over on Discord, so links down below in the episode description if you want to join the Discord and continue the Age of Sigma conversation. I want to give a massive shout out as well to these absolute bloody legends, these champions who have continued to support me through Patreon or YouTube members. That is going directly into supporting the maintenance and the growth of this channel. So thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated.